following audio was recorded during a meeting of the Department of Offense. It is not suitable for children, the easily offended, or anyone with actual taste. You have been warned. Jane Goodall motorboating a gorilla's floppy milk. I would make a lot of rectangles. I could never do squares right. We all had to put pants on this week because you're here. And now it's time for the Department of Offense. Welcome to episode 91 of the Department of Offense. I'm your host, Casey. Joining me as always is Carlos. Right here. Yeah, and Matt. Hey. And Aaron. Yeah. Uh, yeah, see, everyone is really it's excited. It's like a fight scene in a fucking uh, martial arts movie. The, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the first thing I thought was pro wrestling. I was like, what are we wrestlers today? Yeah. No, no it's, the, it's the camera shooting back and forth. <laughs> Oh, I thought so we were cool. going to try to be really melodramatic. We were. We, our I guess. Yeah, that's what we were doing, Carlos. Crank that melodrama up to 11. On our spinal tap. Yeah. So, Carlos, what have you been up to this week? A bunch of things, but mainly uh, I brought up... <laughs> Fuck you, Matt. <laughs> so, uh, I uh, did... Uh, I read this week a. Uh, I got volume three of the uh, Hawkeye comic. Yeah, and it was fantastic. Uh, the whole series that they uh, have been doing is pretty awesome. Uh, mainly, uh, I was uh, reading about it a little bit, and uh, I th- one of the best uh, explanations of it is uh, I saw online was they called it a uh, indie comic that's just being published by Marvel. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, so. Like the art's fantastic and the story is fun and it's not silly, but like it has kind of a sub noir elements mixed in there with a because he's a he's a badass normal person who has to try to keep up with the Avengers. So huh. it was a fun read for sure. Yeah, yeah well, I suppose like uh, doesn't Black Black Widow has the same problem? She's a badass normal person who tries to keep up with the Avengers. She shows up in one of the issues. And was, she has had a fun part. Okay, cool. Matthew? Uh, I was just trying to think of what I did this week. And there wasn't a whole lot. Yeah? Mostly I remember that I was quite hungover on last Sunday. Oh, yeah? I, I was wo- not. I woke up with my suit on. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> My feet ached so bad because my shoes were still on. And I had my span- my suspender. Oh, I was in pain. <laughs> Yeah, let's say that was a long, a long Saturday yeah, night. Yeah, I did. I did not make it out to the bars because of that reason. Yeah, yeah. There was many shots going around. Yeah, it was, it was I feel. Fun. I feel like I made the right decision because I had to go to my mom's birthday the next day. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, we went there and we stayed till bar close, and then all of a sudden we went to a friend's house, and all of a sudden it was three thirty in the morning. I passed out on a couch <laughs> in my suit. Eric, I haven't really done anything of note this week, so. Well, I'm pretty boring. You hung you got, out at Emma's with me. I did. That I did. We got. Well, you were there till nice, bar close. I got nice and drunk here, right? <laughs> <laughs> he asked for last call. He got a Guinness, and he's like, "I can chug that." He's like, he chugged it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was fun. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, yeah. I, so I guess the biggest thing of note is the wedding that we all went to, where I did the walrus across the floor. That was. <laughs> <laughs> I just forgot about that. Oh wow! <laughs> right where uh, Casey had earlier uh, knocked a glass on the ground. Yeah, so. Spencer's glass. It was unintentional, as was the throwing of the cigar at the little kid. And they just got done sweeping it up, and I think Jen like ran across the dance floor in her socks or whatever, and I was yeah. like, oh, no, don't, no. I guess it was fine, though, and then you did a walrus, I guess. I tried to do the worm, but I do not have the uh, bendability, the flexibility. That's the word I'm looking so for. So it ended up being a walrus. It ended up being the walrus. <laughs> That's funny. But you threw a cigar at a little kid? That was completely unintentional. So <laughs> I, I was I was done with my cigar and so, you know, I just you know, I was just kinda chucking it off into the distance like like I'm wont to do. And a little kid had just like run across the uh like the the arc where I was throwing the cigar and then almost hit her. And then everyone's like, Why did you throw that at her? I'm like <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that's great! I, Smoke up, little kid. <laughs> I didn't mean to. Started a dress on fire. Jeez, I felt terrible. But there weren't supposed to be any little kids there. So, oh yeah, that's right. I immediately didn't feel bad. Yeah, I that's what I would have brought up. 
I went there. I did, but this they're is like adult potty. I went to drop off Jen's garter, and I was hoping to pawn my suit off at somebody to uh, take to the suit store. But uh, I had to take it myself the oh, next day. Oh, to Woodbury. But uh, there was one guy in there. He's like, "Oh, you had a lot of fun last night, didn't you?" Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I guess so. I think I did. And everybody else is perfectly cool. Like, But he's like, oh, you, you, you. You, you there. Yeah. You had all like, the fun. I didn't think I made that much of an ass out of myself. I think we were all pretty equally shitty. Yeah, so. no, it was it was a great time. The only person who was kind of irritated was uh, Felicia, Rick's wife, who was our sober cab. Why is that? Because we were all sober? drunk and she nice. was sober. <laughs> but no, it was, it was a great time. My parents, uh, a deer ran into their car on the way home. Oh, no. Yep. That's not good. A deer but, uh, ran into their car? Did yeah, the literally, car it was the, the side of the car, so oh, the deer God, ran man. into the car. Oh, man. Did they make it home? In they the made it home, yes. That's good. That's good. Yeah, no, it was it was a good week. Uh, what else happened this week? I'm trying to think. I don't know. There wasn't that much. I Constantine just aired. Worked a lot. Constantine yes. aired. Good, uh, good yeah. show. And I good watched show. I watched that Sunday, and it, but it aired Friday. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was very good, very good. Uh, something else. The Walking yeah. Dead's amazing. The Walking Dead has been. Did you watch the last episode? Yes. Holy hell! Right, no spoilers. Nope. We should just do an entire show on all the TV that we watch. Yeah, we should because, because we watch a stupid amount of TV. I just all I know is I wasn't hungry after that episode. Yeah, I binged watched uh, the one hundred. Uh, it's a CW show. It's about like uh, there was a nuclear holocaust, and then all the, like there were twelve, twelve or thirteen space stations. And they all joined together to make one called the Ark, and this is a hundred years later, and they're trying to re-inhabit the Earth, so they send down a hundred juvenile delinquents. I think CW is becoming a better sci-fi channel than sci-fi. Well, sci-fi is just dumb now. They don't even play actual movies anymore. They play stupid, low-budget B-movies that should never be made. Yeah, but that's that's what we love about it. Like, they need to do more of that, because that was awesome when they used to do that. Just well, no, they used to actually play like sci-fi movies and have good series on there and stuff. Yeah, and, and they uh, changed... Like shark. The, they started was. changing what they were doing, uh, started yeah. playing more wrestling, because that's what you think when you say yeah. sci-fi, oh, yeah, sci-fi channel. Well, it's not sci-fi, it's S-Y-F-Y now, instead of sci-fi. Did you, have you started uh, the, uh, the uh, American Horror Story this season? No, Dude, Freak I, show's great. I, I have not it's watched Freak up. Show. Twisty I, the I Clown is seen... one of the scariest Dude, things I've ever seen. I still haven't seen last that? episode, the, or last uh, season. Twisty the Clown, he is, the guy who plays him is, he was Drew Carey's drag uh, transvestite brother in okay. uh, the Drew Carey show, and he was in Fargo. So he's like a six foot seven man. Yeah. Like, he's a big man. Huge. And he has like this weird mask on. And then he's got like a chopped off head of a clown on top of him, like a, the, as the scalp of it. And he's just terrifying. And That's in awesome. the last episode, we saw like the jaw part come off, and he has no jaw underneath his little happy face. Yeah, dude, I don't know what's going on. Oh wow, it's freaking scary. And then the dude with the little demon head on the back, like the. Uh, uh, did you watch that one? I think it was this week's. I didn't see this week's oh, yet. Dude. Oh my gosh, that guy is so scre- oh, he's so creepy. Oh, it's just so I was scary. sad when uh, the the little twerp or uh, whatever. Uh, meep, meep, or meep, meep, meep. Oh yeah, that was sad. Yeah, he died. Poor meep. <laughs> yes, you should. It's pretty weird. It's pretty weird. Yeah. All right. Well, I really compared wanna... to the other seasons, this is the weirdest. Okay, by far. All right, I will definitely have to check that out. Uh, a few announcements before we move further on to okay. the show because we're doing announcements at the top and at the end of the show, so everyone hears them. Because I have a sneaking suspicion that people just turn it off when the music starts. <laughs> right. uh, make sure you guys can... Uh, <laughs> if you don't know this, uh, you can listen live every Saturday at blindnewsstudios.com slash live or on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash blindnewsstudios. If you have questions, comments, show ideas, go ahead and send those to feedback at blindnewsstudios.com or send us, to, send us those on Facebook. Uh, and we're gearing up for our second anniversary show, which is next Saturday, November 1st. And we need your help. If you have any favorite show moments, send those to the ninja at blindninjastudios.com. Also, that is going to be at 2 p.m. We're going to have everything set up so you can call in and whatnot. It's going to be a great time. So you're, it's going to be a lot of fun. And Hobrew Bound is now live every Monday at 8 p.m. CST. Um, I this this week we're gonna try my blonde, which did not turn out the greatest. There's something very specific wrong with it, and I'm gonna see if Miles can pull it out. That'll be fun. All right, uh, those are kind of the top of the show announcements. So let's get right into this beer. Going around the table, or I guess it's already gone around the table, is New Glarus's uh, Pumpkin Pie Lust. It has a 86 on Beer Advocate 
And Nuclearis always has these, like, super long descriptions. I'll just kind of go through this one real quick. Uh, it is a fact that Dan, our Nuclearis brewmaster, loves pumpkin pie, which, because he's a horrible person. Uh, so, <laughs> so it was inevitable that one day beer and pie would collide. No holiday is complete at our home without home-baked pumpkin pie. Just as Dan once baked this pie for Deb, he now creates this brew for you. First, Wisconsin-grown wheat simmers with German Munich malt. Then he thoroughly stirs in Idaho, Idaho-grown... Celia hops, fresh Bavarian Weizen yeast is then ladled, why labeled into the open top fermenters, and a final bottle conditioning makes this beer 100% naturally carbonated. Uh, this rich brown vice beer pours an elegant spicy nose with thick creamy head. This pumpkin vice is sure to satisfy your soul's pie lust. There's nothing in here about pie spices. I don't know if there's actually any pumpkin in this beer. Well, that I don't know. I never. I, I smell a little bit, but like not a whole lot. I've never had my soul be lustful for pie, so I mean, I'm not. Oh, I have. Well, a pumpkin yeah, pie. I, I I feel like this is just a dark wheat or like a darker wheat beer with that's fermented. Funny, I don't know. The aftertaste tastes like pie, but otherwise, no. All right. Uh. Yeah. I guess give us your overview. Uh, that's basically my overview. I don't, I don't, I, I'd hate pumpkin beers to begin with. And this doesn't yeah. even taste like pumpkin. No, so. this tastes like a wheat beer. Carlos? Yeah, it really doesn't have that pumpkin taste. So, yeah, when it, what, what's a, what's like well, the it, leader in pumpkin it, beers I, right I now? Don't, well, it says it's a fruit vegetable beer, so there has to be pumpkin in here All somewhere. Right. But I'm not, like, I'm not I think really I smell, I might smell a little bit of uh, pumpkin in there, mm-hmm. but, uh. I don't really taste it. But then again, I just brush my teeth, so who knows? Well, that was a terrible idea. Yeah, how horrible of me to brush my teeth. Yeah, why would I you I didn't do brush that? my teeth. I brushed my teeth. I knew I was going to take Well, I woke up like not that long ago, so <laughs> I just came over. <laughs> Makes sense. All right, uh Eric. Um yeah, it's it's definitely lacking like uh I I would have thought, you know, you'd be able to taste like the coriander, and nutmeg and allspice and all that, but I don't get any of that. It does taste like a a darker wheat beer. It's okay. Yeah. I, I guess there there has to be some sort of pumpkin in here because, I mean, there's some sort of vegetal character coming through, but it's very, very light. Like well, if you, I think this is the pumpkin beer for the non-pumpkin beer drinker. I was just going to say that I hate pumpkin beer, so I guess I'd like this yeah. one then, huh? What's the best pumpkin beer that you guys have had? Is there one? Uh, I'm sure there is. There's uh, one with like a jack lantern on the front of it. That one I tried, and that one. Oh like, god, uh, that one's like that, everywhere. Uh, it's I, tier it, Southern Tier is that Southern Tier's sure. like so. Jolly Pumpkin or like they're, I, yeah. I don't know. There's, There's a lot of them out there. Yeah, now. like when it was first being like pumpkin first started becoming a beer type thing. There was only like two or three that you could find. Divine has ten or fifteen now. Right yeah, now. like now it's it become a to big have thing. Exploded from last year. Well, it's because this time of year. We get pumpkin-flavored everything for white people. Yeah. Well, then also in the summertime, we get everything mixed with juices, like the summer shandies and all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, those are disgusting. If they're done right, they're not bad. I don't know. I just don't like uh, summer shanties. You don't like liney summer shanty? No. But, uh, are, there, are there non-liney summer shanties? Yes. Yeah, you just put lemonade in a beer. Yeah. All right, uh, Eric, <laughs> best best pumpkin beer you've had? Uh, Left Hand makes a really, really, really good one. It actually tastes like pumpkin. Yeah. And the spices that you consider uh, pumpkin pie flavor, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's really, really good. Very creamy is what I liked about yeah. it. It had just real heavy mouthfeel. It was good. And because I'm kind of a dick, I'm going to go with Pitchforks. Uh, theirs, they don't overspice it because when I have pumpkin beer, the biggest problem with it is just way too many spices. Way too many, and they it's it's subtle enough where it's not slapping in the face, but you can still taste it. Mm, yeah, and the base beer itself is pretty good. Yeah, so. yeah it was pretty fantastic. It was quite delightful. You this know, guy says his favorite is Trogus Master of Pumpkins. T R O E G S. Who is that? This guy online. I just searched pumpkin beers. Oh, okay. Cool. Um. Well, then I think that brings us to. The Department of Offense presents News with Casey. Yay, News. And we're going to fade this out before it stops abruptly. You can't announce it, I, that I, stuff, man. I really thought <laughs> that used to go longer. Yeah, it used to go over the whole thing. It used to go over the whole thing. Yeah. And, and then, then well, no. It, Casey no, didn't like it, okay? No, so it used to go over the, uh, what was it, the local news segment. Yeah. 
And I, I ditched that. I'm thinking about bringing that back as a once a month thing because right. I had a few people clamoring for it. Let let us know online if you'd like local news to come back. Yes, I so, would not. I, you you're just, not. You're not. If something Carlos. actually interesting happens, you can just throw it in there. No, we do. We do once a month because people like to hear about other people peeing on cop cars. I do. Yeah, that's that's what they like to hear. And give the people what they want you just is rule number there. one of show business. You don't have to have a whole segment for it. Yeah, once a month we're going to do a segment. We're going to bring back the local news. Well, I think that's stupid. Dude, it's only like five tidbits. It's fine. It so, takes like two minutes. I so- it sounds horrible. I know, Carlos, but a lot of things sound horrible. Trees. Like this. 24-year-old Riley Swearingen, uh, on leave from the Air Force in Minneapolis last weekend, or was on leave from from the Air Force last week in Minneapolis last weekend, and he proceeded to get quite intoxicated, which isn't a terrible plan. Nope. Right? No, that seems like a good plan. Unfortunately, Riley was destined to make a terrible decision, and that was to give a police officer a wet willy. (laughs) Police Sergeant Adam Gray was talking with a driver of a party bus when he felt two wet fingers being pushed into his ears. The officer turned around and saw Riley tell his friends, I just gave the cop a wet willy. (laughs) Riley was then arrested and charged with assaulting an officer with bodily fluids. I wonder how much that was. That is a felony. Jesus. (laughs) Jesus. <laughs> you cannot give cops wet willies. You're just not allowed. You a felony for giving a cop a wet willy. Wow. He did not have a sense of humor at no, all. No, no. Then again, I think I how close wet willies are. And if you were a cop, didn't you had the Spencer would give us a felony? Point? Yeah. Yeah. You know, probably. it's actually kind of interesting how cops are the are one of the few people on the earth that have a justification to get back at you if you <laughs> give them a wet willy. <laughs> right. Those lucky bastards. They can uh, <laughs> retaliate much harder. Uh, 92-year-old Eva Lenfest from Maine illustrated why old people shouldn't drive on Thursday when she mistook a boat launch ramp for a road and drove straight into Belfast Harbor. Just drove right into the harbor. Uh, Eva was pulled uh, from the rapidly sinking car by two men walking into the har- or working in the harbor, uh, Bryden Burleson and Howard Whitcomb. Their names are important because... Good job, guys. You yeah. saved this almost dead lady. Congratulations. Uh, they drove out to the car in a rubber dinghy. That sentence is there because I wanted to say the word dinghy. <laughs> dinghy. I can't, like, how do you, just, I can't see. This looks like the, ro- oh, there must be a puddle. Maybe it's one of them mirages <laughs> that makes it look so wet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was looking at the pictures and she made it pretty far <laughs> She might have, must have been hauling ass or something. Her car was like it. There was enough water where her entire car was. That underwater. is a cry for help. She was probably trying to kill herself, yep. and these bastards saved her. And she's like, "Why are you doing that, Sonny?" Yeah, there's no mistaking a boat launch when there's a humongous lake or something in front of you. No, th- this would be the ocean. There's the ocean in front of you. <laughs> Yeah, that's a cry for help. You know, I like. I would like to think that as they went in there to try to save her, she uh, she rolled her window down and, can I help you, officer? <laughs> She's digging for a license and registration yeah. while they're in a boat. Yeah. <laughs> would you boys like some worthers while we wait? <laughs> oh, I'll give that just, just right now. Here's a picture of my grandson <laughs> while we wait. That's what old people That's do, what right? That's they do, yes. <laughs> it sure is raining today. <laughs> uh, the U of M has been added again. They may have uh, just developed the next big apple. The current king of consumed apples is the Honeycrisp. We've all had Honeycrisp apples, They're right? delicious. Sure, I have. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I have. Uh, which was developed by the U of M in the 1950s and released to the public in 1991. That's a, that's a long for an apple. That's a long. Yeah, time. Well, I, I, I didn't. I didn't realize the Honeycrisp was only released in ninety one. I yeah, didn't realize right? it was such a new apple. They had to make sure the mutant didn't uh, try to attack people. <laughs> right. Uh, ever since then, it's been the top selling apple in the U.S. Uh, but the team may have created an even better apple. They started mating the Honeycrisp with the Monarch apple seventeen years ago, and they think they have finally per- perfected the match with the apple currently coded MN fifty five. MN55 tastes very similar to a Honeycrisp, but it's ripe on the tree a full month before other apples. So its peak is in August instead of September. So apple season now can run a ridiculously long time. Pretty much all year? Uh, Well, starting in August for, you know, until the snow flies. What color are the Honeycrisp apples? 
apple colored? Well, there's the green apples and the red apples. That's what I'm. No, asking. there's there's. Is it purple? I, I it's probably not purple. I don't think it's purple. I don't know. They didn't have a picture of the. Well, you know, I mean, just regular Honeycrisp. Oh, the apple is black. I is think they're soul. red, right? Yeah, honey, honey yeah, they're red. red. People like the well, red they're... apples. Those are disgusting. I like red apples. I like no. all apples. My favorite apple is the Fuji apple. You like Fujis? I no. because they're nice and sweet. Mm-hmm. I like a sweet apple. No, mm-hmm. the green ones are the worst. You're wrong. Granny Smiths. Yeah. They no, have, they the have Fuji the sour. apples. I don't like the sour apples. Oh, well, there's something wrong with you. No, there's not, Carlos. There's something wrong with you. That doesn't make any sense at all. It makes perfect sense. I don't hate trees. You Granny can't eat Smith. apples. They come from trees. Why not? Well, that's why he likes them, so he can eat little parts of them damn trees and just stick it to him. He probably stands in front of a tree with like a Mount Washington in his hand. He's like, I'm on. eating their children. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you monster. Reproduce now as he spits the seeds at them. All right. Oh, the next step is is the naming process, which they say will can take up to like three years to name this stupid apple. Uh, but I think they should stick with codename MN55, the Apple of Secret Agents. No. Yeah. So it sounds it sounds. I think it's just P- M- no, MN55. No, no, it's codename MN55. No. They can't call an apple that. But they've they've taken, they've Nobody's given him a number that. and taken away his name. It had no name in the first place to take away. Yeah, but it's the slogan of the apple, Carlos. That's a horrible slogan. I think it's a great slogan. The commercial church. writes itself. You should not be in charge of slogans. Uh, it's, it's, it's Daniel Craig eating an apple. <laughs> <laughs> instead of, you know, like that one part at the beginning of James Bond where, the, you know, the, the eyelet comes down. Like, instead of him turning around and shooting, he turns around and takes a bite of an apple. And, and then, 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 codename, yeah. MN55. No, no, you have to have Daniel Craig say something. Like... An apple a day keeps the doctor away. Keeps Dr. No see. away. An apple a day keeps Dr. No away. But that's not his villain. Well, it could be. Whatever. It doesn't matter. He fights An apple quantum. a day keeps M away. No, we want M. M no. gives him, ass- him assignments. I'm so yeah, excited for the next Bond movie, M's guys. Dead, though, isn't she? No, there's M as a code name. Well, yeah, oh yeah, I guess. Yeah, there's a new M. There's a new M, and and he's back in the original M's office with like the quilted doors and Money Penny outside. The next one, the next Bond movie is gonna start after the cold open. It's gonna be Bond going into the office to get his to get his gadgets and his assignment from the office. It's gonna be so awesome! I can't wait. I know. See, it all comes together except for Quantum Solace. Fuck that movie. That movie was terrible. I've heard it's it's a lot better if you watch uh, that mo- if you watch it right after Casino Royale oh, yeah. because it's it's essentially just a two part story then because it's it, it yeah, wasn't really totally meant to be uh, a standalone movie though Skyfall was pretty good because it had Skyfall a lot of, it, yeah like it had a lot of uh, you know not nods towards the older Bond movies and it so. was completely different than a usual Bond movie I thought too. it felt like a Bond movie well like, you find out that James Bond is actually Batman. It felt- James Bond is not Batman. He has a butler and a mansion. He's fucking Batman. He doesn't have a butler. He's a groundskeeper. I thought the cinematography and everything that like, oh, it was it, it was, was beautiful. It was an, a gorgeous. It film. was an art of like cinema. That's why I yeah. felt it was completely different than a normal Bond movie. A lot of Bond movies have had fantastic mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. cinema for the time. Like if you go back and watch them, like as a period pieces, they're phenomenal. I like right. to go back and watch them as James Bond plus, movies. Well, plus, you can you can always see what was really uh, popular at the time, like technology and music, because they they draw from the oh, pop yeah. culture of the time oh, yeah. to do their scores and like oh this is like jetpacks are popular now let's put our jetpack in here <laughs> oh Harrier jets just came out there's a Harrier jet now laser wristwatches that sounds cool. It. Or like invisible the, cars? Why the fuck not? <laughs> See, that was a holdover almost from the '90s when things like the late '90s when things were getting over the top and insane. Late '90s, early 2000s. That was their fault for t- trying to top themselves each time. <laughs> yeah, they had. They didn't make another James Bond movie with uh, with what's his name, uh, Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, because they just didn't know what they could do. Like, what else could they have the car do? Yeah, maybe they'll have it fly in space by itself. And his contract ran out. There is that, too. Nah. But if they wanted to, they would have just brought him back. I don't know. I kind of I kind of like the more uh, serious side 
that Daniel Craig has for like yeah. Bond movies. I don't know. Yeah. I like he he he's missing some of the the uh He's got a lack of panache. Well, he but... can't he can't uh pull off the one-liners. Like in Skyfall there were a few one-liners and he just can't quite do it. Like Brosnan was king like he was great at the one-liners. He wasn't quite as good as Moore. Right. Cuz Moore was fantastic with like the slapstick madness. No, uh, I think he though pulls him off similar to Sean Connery though. Yeah, he's he's so. very similar to Sean Connery in that way, but he doesn't have the uh what's the word? The the sexism? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's not um yeah. Not as womanizing like it doesn't seem like he wants to do that side of James Bond, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like oh yeah, let me bang like three girls in the movie, you know? I don't think he wants to do that kind of stuff. I think he wants to be more of like an action he, he's he's more Action like more that way, yeah. where he would he's nice to women. Yeah, <laughs> although they do go through at least one Bond girl a movie. They, well, you yeah, have, you have to. to. No, because the, the first Bond, Bond movie. movie or the first Bond girl needs to die because that's just how it works. The first Bond girl dies, and then the second Bond girl is fine. All right, I take that back. She either dies or becomes a villain and then dies at the end. <laughs> I like who they chose to be Money Penny. Yeah, in twenty eight days later too. Yeah, it's it's interesting that Money Penny used to be a field agent in the new rebooted Bond franchise. Man, I could talk about Bond for another hour. Should probably move on, huh? Probably. We'll get stuck. <laughs> Speaking of James Bond, South Korea irritated North Korea. Because <laughs> <laughs> there was that one Bond movie. Okay, North Korea. Never mind. Sound uh, Bond in there. Uh yeah. So, uh, when South Korean activists launched thousands of anti-Kim balloons carrying over 2,000 leaflets at North Korea. That's right. Balloons. That's awesome. (laughs) Uh, Pyongyang had threatened unspecified military action if the launch were to be allowed. So, South Korea basically blew a raspberry at them and was like, oh, no, here, have some balloons anyway. Just, Just take them. Just take them. Uh, not all South Koreans were behind the launch, though. Uh, Kwon Soon Wong, age 63, said things like this will trigger artillery firing at us. Kwon also runs a snack bar at the north, uh, in northern <laughs> South Korea. <laughs> he knows so much about North Korean politics, and he runs a snack bar. <laughs> it's a snack bar. Uh, snack bars are very popular in Asia. Choi uh, Woo Won. One of the activists countered with, by the time our leaflets cover all of North Korea, murderer Kim Jong-un will perish and be destroyed. I don't know how that's going to work. We Drop. have two people on very opposite <laughs> sides of this. One is retaliation. One thinks he's going to die from a paper cut. Thousands and thousands of paper cuts. <laughs> right, he's just going to be buried oh, by leaflets. We have the world's oh, no. sharpest paper. Granted, it would only take like two reams of paper to bury him because he's so short. Yeah, he's tiny. He's a tiny little man. I can't wait to see that new uh, Seth Rogen and James Franco I Franco know. Movie. Uh, it's going to be fantastic, except we're all going to get nuked because of it. Yeah. But it's going to be That was like, worth what, not all three months ago they almost? They can't that, that nuke was all of us. That, that would take no, that was like six months ago now. No, I was in town when they announced oh. it and the retaliation from North. Right. Or was I in Japan? No, you, you, you were in Japan. Japan. Yes, I was. I remember yeah. seeing yeah, that. Yeah, because they totally, like, Kim Jong-un totally blew the load on that one. He would have had so much more press if he would have waited until the film came out. Well, now it's coming out, so... It's true, but if he does it again, it's like, ugh, we've already heard this. You haven't yeah, right. done anything, you angry little man. Go go play with your friend Dennis Rodman. <laughs> go feed your country, asshole. <laughs> uh, move over, Felix Baumgartner. Your record has been beat by a 57-year-old Google executive named Alan Eustace. Eustace? Eustace? Eustace. Uh, Eustace. Eustace. Uh, on Friday, uh, Felix made it to 127,852 feet, but Alan hit a cool 135,000 on Friday, smashing the record for highest freefall. Though Alex still holds the fastest freefall record at 843.6 miles per hour, Alan just barely broke 822, which is still fast enough to break the sound barrier and cause a sonic boom, which is pretty badass for a 57-year-old. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, oh, wasn't that like pressed like Felix's because he didn't have Red Bull behind him or something? Yeah, because he he financed it all himself. Oh, okay. He just threw money at it and was like, "Here, I want to jump from this high, make oh, this yeah. happen." And it took him two hours to float up that high in a weather balloon, which is kind of entertaining. Yeah, that would kind of suck. Like, oh yeah, I'm gonna take two hours of my life to float way up oh, in the air, and, and then I'm and, just gonna jump out. And because uh, because of like cooling and heating issues with the suit, he couldn't move for those two hours. What? Yeah. Well, could he like maybe move his thumb? No, he he like in order in order to uh like 
conserve like the heat and everything. Uh, even when like they were radio talking to him, he couldn't talk back, and he couldn't like he couldn't like uh, move to like thumb the mic or anything. So he just had to like wiggle his leg a little bit to acknowledge. That sucks. How That's unfortunate. To I, I thought like selfie. maybe he'd like be using his uh, droid on uh, the way up there just to right. play video games. <laughs> it should have just you know been like voice activated. You could just talk at them. But yeah, then he it took him 15 minutes to fall. Which is insane. And then, like, sonic boom. Yeah, when you think of just normal skyfall or whatever, skydiving. Skyfall. Sky, when you think of skydiving, it only takes, like, a minute or two. Uh, four, yeah. 15 four minutes. minutes. Four minutes. From where you usually jump out of the Holy plane. hell, and that took 15. Yeah, it's insane. That's crazy. Well, it's, uh, what's what's the usual skydiving height? 30,000 feet. Is it 30,000 uh-huh. feet? And he's 100 times further than that? No, he's 100,000 more. Yeah, 100,000, yeah. that's what I meant. Yeah. Not not a hundred times. That'd be really high. Yeah. That'd be outside of the atmosphere. He'd be floating. He'd be like, "Oh shit, <laughs> not falling." <laughs> I don't know if it would actually like a hundred times more than like the atmosphere goes like a like what qualifies the atmosphere goes like ridiculously far. Uh, that's true. But I still like, like the idea not, that doesn't... he's just floating there. He's like, "Fuck." Ground <laughs> <laughs> control to major. <laughs> yeah, that would suck. I would suck bad. <laughs> I'm so floating crazy. here in the most peculiar like, way. <laughs> Mom, come and get me. Mom. Ma'am, ma'am. He's like waving at the ISS. Help. <laughs> and they're like, huh, oh, look at this asshole. <laughs> Except they wouldn't see him. Well, they could still laugh at him. This is true. All right. And finally, guys, this is the best news I have heard all week. The TLC show. Here comes Honey Boo Boo has been fucking canceled. No, this is so great. I'm surprised that it. Uh, what this is second year or something? No, it's no, it's been, been on, on for, for quite a few. Yeah, four or five. I'm surprised that it's been around that long. It was on long enough for South Park to have an episode about it two or three years ago. Yep. Wow, that was a pretty funny episode. Too. It was when <laughs> like when they the battle wrestling. of the little yeah. cards. Yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah, so it was it was uh canceled because of accusations that Honey Boo Boo's mom, uh June Shannon, was dating a sex offender slash child molester. Uh Shannon denies these accusations, but TLC couldn't take the chance and bailed on the show. Good. Which makes sense. Did they even said that they like caught her like on camera sneaking away from the the set of the show to go and meet this guy? And well this... she didn't seem like a very bright human no. being. Oh fuck no. And just kind of nasty. Yeah, well, very nasty. Very nasty. All right. Of course, that whole subject matter, the whole, uh, what, the pageantry thing, that whole thing's pretty nasty. You know what else is nasty? TLC in general. TLC needs some actual programming. You know, once upon a time, didn't they have Junkyard Wars? Yeah, no, they they used to like they used to have good reality shows, and now if in which I mean I know oxymoron, but now it's just let's find the most fucked up families and follow them with cameras, mm-hmm. or let, let's make fun of the South as much as we can. Let's let all the Yankees uh, laugh at the stupid people we can find in the South. But I like that part. That entertains me. That is kind of funny because <laughs> there's a lot of silly people and that accent, man. You can't you can't argue with the accent. It doesn't sound the smartest. Even you're, Jeff Foxworthy you're said You're definitely so. right. It's not very smart, air fellow. Uh, but yeah, Junkyard Wars, that was a good piece was of Was that the one when they built the robots out of scrap? They would build whatever them? the hell. They would build all just They'd be sent to have two teams in a scrapyard. Oh, yeah, put, yeah, okay. They'd yeah, have to yeah, build yeah, the yeah. coolest thing. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Well, like, all right, you're going to make a boat today. And they make a boat. <laughs> <laughs> out of junk. <laughs> And it was grand. <laughs> I think it's on Netflix now. I think I said Junkyard Wars on Netflix. <laughs> they had a, they had a big rash of uh, of uh, reality shows come to Netflix recently, which is pretty cool. Pretty cool, guys. It's pretty cool. I can't wait till I can watch Honey Boo Boo on Netflix. I do not want to watch Honey Boo Boo on Netflix. Why do you want to watch Honey Boo Boo? I was being pretentious and assholey. I don't want to watch uh, Honey Boo Boo. I don't see how that's pretentious at all. I would rather. That's like saying the Kardashians are pretentious. It seems more like it it would just be a poor decision. (laughs) That's really what it seems like. I would rather stick a fork in my eye and then consume my own eyeballs than watch Honey Boo Boo. Ew. 
I would. It sounds gross. Are you, unless, I guess maybe if you make a jelly and then spread it on some toast. Well, if you if you just pop your eye, you can have the ocular jelly. You know, I think out. I like my eyeballs. I don't think I'd go that far. I don't think I'd take my eyeballs out and eat them to avoid. Well, shit, it. we went too far. If Carlos says we went too far, yeah. well, then we're gonna force him to watch all of Honey Boo Boo. No, no. All right. Uh, so let's, that kind of brings us into our discussion because we're talking about TV and the. I, w- I really want to talk about the traditional sitcom. You know, like Home Improvement, Going Back Farther. Everybody Loves Raymond. Everybody Loves Raymond. Well, that wasn't really Going I wasn't Back ma- Farther. I just said that, and you said you guys were going back yeah, farther, yeah, so no, it and, was bad timing. You know, like, even going way back to Leave it to Beaver. and All in man, the family. All in the family, Family Ties, Brady Bunch. Like, the traditional sitcom. Step by step, day by day. We got to stop there, because we don't own the rights. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that that genre is pretty much dead. Even like the cultural sitcoms, like Friends, How I Met Your Mother, stuff like that. Since How I Met Your Mother ended last year, I don't think there's another one on on TV. Well, are you just talking about a good one? Because no, there's not, a not shit even, ton of yeah. sitcoms. Okay, I, I guess I guess one that that everyone watches. Does oh. Tim Allen still have his going on? His uh, Last Man Standing. Yeah. I don't. Yes, it is. I've heard is that. it still going on? I've heard yeah. that was a pretty funny. It's show it's not too. bad, but I don't know if we it. The sitcom has been replaced by the hour long drama uh-huh. or uh, or cop show cop, or cop drama. Yeah. So I want to bring back the golden sitcom. So let's design one. First, we need a, we need a hook for our sitcom. Dramedy isn't the same as a comedy right? or a sitcom, right? No, a oh, dramedy right. is not. So a lot of those early sitcoms were moron. Dad, hot wife, kids, do something. Right. So, home improvement was moron dad has cable show, can't do anything right there either, and has has wife who does all things. So, what is the hook for our sitcom? Well, that's not entirely true. What about uh, married with children? Married with children was- The wife with- could not do everything. Yes. At all. And that was asshole dad, hot no, wife. Nobody yeah. could do anything in that show. There was the, that that the show was kind of that was kind of a was play anti, on the yeah. on the traditional sitcom, kind of like Seinfeld was. Oh yeah, they were subverting it, but still, yeah. it's, it's still a, a sitcom. It doesn't help us find our hook, Carlos. What is our hook for our sitcom? We're going to pitch this to, I guess, ABC. Or Thinking Fox. about like Modern Family too. That that's basically how that whole show is set up as well with each one of the families. Yeah. They're they're each a, a like their own little sitcom that interacts yep. with each other, and well, each one has the okay. kind of dumb. Father so you're not going to have you can't let's not do a a, a parents and like with and their kids. Let's not do a traditional one of those. How about how about four four handsome gentlemen run a podcast studio and then suddenly rejected find themselves in it's charge. No, it's of rejected. An Nobody would watch it. <laughs> Ooh, wait, in charge of an orphanage? Yeah. Like somehow we oh, get man. we get ourselves an orphanage or like I well, don't know. I'm sorry if say, you're trying to base this on us, say, it'd probably be burned down by the end of the week. <laughs> so that'd be an episode, that'd be the only so. one that's caring about the children here. <laughs> Come on, you guys! Jeez, why is it on fire? <laughs> I'm going. I I like the Carl, orphanage bit. Right. I'm going to reject the podcast bit. It's not mainstream enough. Not mainstream enough. Not mainstream enough. So. We need to have a likable everyman as the main character, obviously. Yes. Well, do do we want to go with the likable everyman? Do we want to go with the buffoon, or do we want to? Well, he's gonna do some buffoonish. Well, things, we can but have he, all. You don't have to have that be a huge aspect of his personality. That can just you can easily have like ha- have like one of his friends be the he huge can have buffoon. All, you can have like. You know, I, I said sitcom, like, I, so I, he's going to make some poor decisions anyway. I, I sure. like that idea because if you have the buffoonish main character, it gets I feel like gets old quickly. Yeah, yeah. But a buffoonish side character can come in and take over your show like Urkel. Or Barney Fife. Or Barney Fife. Or, well, really any show that had a buffoonish side character. Or Barney. Yeah, Barney Stinson. Yeah. All right, so, okay, so we have we have part of our hook. Something orphanage. So, I think that he's going to be a, uh, no, I don't know his job. That you can't have a job like no, these. The day and age, you don't have. You don't. That's ha- true. Where are orphanages? I don't it's, think they exist anymore. Like maybe if it was pretty sure we just eat children now. Like you could probably justify it if you had said it in the past, because even though it would make sense still, they become foster parents. No. Well, maybe. 
But I, I think I feel it, like, what is, let's start with what is his job? I think he should be a a sushi chef, but he's really white. <laughs> no, no, no. How about instead of him being a sushi chef, his buffoon best friend character is the sushi chef, also a black guy. Nope. His uh his friend cannot hold down a single job. He has like a different job every episode. So he's kind of like Taco. I like him being a sushi chef, the sidekick. The sidekick is sushi and chef. And he should yeah. be a black guy because a black sushi chef, you'd walk in there and be like, uh, and it'd be played by Craig Robinson. That's 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 true. We've seen a lot of white sushi chefs right. in things. I've never seen a black sushi chef. Right, right. Craig Robinson. I don't know who that is. I feel like we should just resurrect Bernie Mac. <laughs> I don't know how to make no sashimi. Craig Robinson. Okay. <laughs> or maybe the whole throughout the whole episode, we never talk about what the main character's job is. Uh, through any episode, like he has a job, uh, probably, but we never talk about it. We never see him going to work. Kind of like Chandler Bing and Barney. Like nobody knows what his official job. Yeah, title but we is. we see him at yeah, work. That's true. We never really see Chandler Bing at work because he's always at the coffee shop. Right. No, no, I don't. Actually, with a main character, we might not be able to do that. Just because, well, because you, you can get you can get a lot of uh, play he, with uh with 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 a, with a good job. Situations. Yeah. Okay, how about how about he's a trust fund kid, but the stipulation to have his trust fund is he now has to run the orphanage. Uh, no, I, I think we're away from the orphanage idea. It was it was a great start, a good launching pad. I think the best was uh, in board. We need something more related. The best was in Bored to Death when Jason Schwartzman played a private eye and Ted Danson was like a magazine executive. <laughs> we never knew what Zach Galifianakis did. I really yeah. need to get around to watching that. It's really funny. What is it's it? fantastic. Bored to death. It's an HBO show. Right? HBO? Yeah, it's I all think it's on Amazon now. Prime. Yeah, it's all on Amazon Prime. Hmm. Uh, okay, so we still need to make... So we, we need something that resonates with, with middle America, because that's that's going to be our our target demo. But not, not something... It needs to be a white-collar job that resonates with middle America. We can make him... Let's see, what are the common jobs that uh, characters are? Hmm. We can make him a doctor? No, that's, that's way overdone. Yeah. There's like a thousand doctor shows. This isn't a doctor show though. It you can't okay. it's not gonna work. What about if we make him we could we could pull a, a home improvement and make him a local cable host no. of a show. Or a producer. He works at AT and T or somewhere like that. Nobody wants to hear about what producer. What if he's do. a radio host? Okay. No. Frazier. Also already done. It, multiple times. Who cares if it's been done? But if it's been done multiple times, then you're just going to start falling into the trap. you got to do something a little bit different. Okay. What if he owns a mom and pop shop? Like he a owns hard, a what, sex store. A hardware guys, store. Like two guys. Dude, sex totally shop. owns a pornography store. I Can't think, sell that. Why? Because middle America is not going to tune into that show. Sure they will. No, they won't. And no, no network, no network is going to pick it up. I sure like the thought will. of him having like a small business, but I don't know. I don't think hardware store would be what to go with. Cake store. How about a used car lot? Eh. Just like uh, not even a good used car lot, like one of those real shitty ones that has. No, like you don't want him time. to be like seem too like like his job's that. That's horrible. true. That that would that would make him seem uh, seedy. Okay, how about a and mediocre slimy? used car lot? No, no, he just would seem slimy then. All car salesmen seem slimy. Well, car salesmen are slimy. See, we don't want our we want our main character to be likable. What if he owns a car wash? No. What if he? That's owns too Breaking Bad. A bowling alley. What if he owns a franchise for like a like a like a fake like um fast food uh, franchise? Well, no, no, no. Like a Chuck, like a Chuck E. Cheese, not necessarily Chuck E. Cheese. That's but just like horrifying. A fake Chuck E. Cheese, kind of absolutely horrifying. You know. What if he owns a golf course? Is that really a job? A putt putt. I, I don't know about that. A mini golf, a mini golf course. course. You can't make a, a living off of mini yes, golf course. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Just a mini golf course. No. No, it's a, a mini, mini golf, golf course and go kart. Yeah, it comes no. with all that good stuff. <laughs> living in Wisconsin Dells. I'm liking it already. I don't, I don't think a mini golf course. Who, who votes for mini golf course slash go karts in Wisconsin Dells? I, I do. Okay. And Wisconsin Dells, too? Really? Yeah. No. Okay, never mind. That Who is... votes for none of Carlos's ideas that he's come up with? I'm listening to other people's ideas, yeah, and I'm. We're, we're, it's it's a it's a it's a roundtable discussion. It's very important. This this is the writing process, guys. We got this. All right, we still need. What an if occupation. he's just an entrepreneur that hasn't found his calling yet? What if he's or, an inventor? Yeah, like an entrepreneur inventor. 
He always thinks of ideas that always go under that never uh, work. You know, I like that idea. The then you have to problem think of a stupid is, idea every no. week for him to try. And there's another yeah. problem. There's another well, problem it can with go it, on uh, for months. Like yeah, he's trying to figure out the right it. thing. Like there's another problem with it though, where uh, as like the seasons would go on, he would it would become more insane. Like sci- like fake science. Like no, he's all of a sudden like this week he's try- he ends up with a mind control device because that's what's going to happen. No, he'll, no eventually so, like the third season he'll finally find his calling. He finds his thing and then he starts a business and then we have a season of his business failing. And then he's down in his luck for a season. It, there's there's arcs here. I kind of like the inventor idea, Eric. I can see that. I can see the inv- inventor. That's idea. not really. A I don't. Cl- I can't. Like, maybe I'm, having him like have him invent stuff in his off time or like do something like that. So something. Maybe his well, his his actual job should be something mechanical. Maybe I don't know. There's up. a lot of because now in middle America, there's a lot of stay at home dads. Yeah. And there's a lot of women That's that are it. working. He's a stay at home dad who's an inventor. I have never seen a sitcom where the where the main character was a stay at home dad. I'm pretty sure I have. Name one. I can't because I don't watch uh, those. Nah, sitcoms. I oh, yeah, I, I don't think there's any. All right, we're going with stay at home dad. I like it. So stay at home dad inventor, and his friend is he his his best friend is a black sushi chef. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I like it too. I would watch the show. And they hang right. out in the garage all the time. Yeah, that's just kind of, and they he has he has an overweight neighbor. Yep, who, and he's got to have one of those very basic American names for a fat guy, like Norm or Fred. Norm? No, yeah, Norm. That's not a very basic name. Yeah, it's like a, yeah, it is Norm Norman. That's a very basic name. Wait, who are we naming? The the overweight uh, neighbor, Gregory, Greg, Gregory. Oh, he just—he does not let himself be called Greg. He's kind of pretentious, and he wears a fedora. George yeah. could be a neckbeard type of guy. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no neckbeard. Well, not not, not not neckbeard, no, but, yeah, but yeah, he's, yeah. he's kind of pretentious. Yeah, he yeah. wears a fedora. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Okay. Maybe he's always trying to hit on dude's wife. That doesn't know. Like you know, like, what does what what does the wife do? She's she. It's got to be something high price, like no, a lawyer. No, or, no. Here's the problem, though, that you start running into is how. Why would his wife let him be such a like? Doesn't have a job. Doesn't seem to do anything. Because he's taking she, care of the kids, and they're in love, dude. Come on. Well, what, what, what do you mean? No, yeah, no. That, she so. if she, she has she a high has paying a, job, they can pay for daycare. No, but he wants to stay home and be, and she wants to support him. So it has to be some sort of job where he she can wants do to that. not work. Well, so that's what you're saying. No, that's okay. Motivation. In the TV show Parenthood, one of, very the, one of the one of the the so they're all brothers and sisters, and the one she is a lawyer who makes a shit ton of money, and they want somebody to stay home with the kid because they want to be close with the family. Yeah, like that. right. So it's a group decision, but he also wants to work on the side. Right. So, so he tinkers in his garage. Yes. So he he's not not working. He just hasn't. This isn't the. Uh, there's actually a problem. This isn't the age of stay at home parents anymore. Yes, it is. What are you talking about? It's getting it's huge this on the rise. Is, this what is if more and more? Especially if he lost his job. Has, it's, it's no, what if he's between jobs? Job. That makes a little bit more sense. Okay, he's so, between jobs, but he's going to be between jobs for six or eight seasons. What? If, no, no. He he'll he'll go out to interviews and like he'll he just he can't quite find the right job. I have the solution. It's not his kids he's looking after. It's his brother's kids. He he lost his job, and his his brother and his uh, wife. His brother and his wife have kids, but they both are hardworking. So like they said, all right, he's you, the you living Manny. Pre- yeah, there you go. Did we just come up with a title for the show? Manny, living Manny. <laughs> so that way he can. Uh, that way he doesn't have the job, but he like, he starts learning the power of heart and love as he starts. Trying to raise these kids because the parents are always working. I think you're trying to go to TGIF right now. That's yeah. gonna, you're going to have episodes like that though. Yeah. So I think it's fine with it's just a guy and his wife, and they have a kid yeah. or two, and it's then less, he's a stay-at-home dad con- who's an inventor who lost his job. That way, it's yeah. just okay. So we're going to she's gonna... like a lawyer or some business exec or some doctor or something. I don't know. Yeah, because uh, well, we're we're going to get the female demographic because they're going to tune in because they like to see a strong female character. Well, yeah, and that. Nowadays, there is a lot more women working than men are, and their men are fine with staying at home. It's yeah. it's a perfectly fine thing, and and doing things in there, yeah. yeah. Or maybe he could be like, maybe he could send in like freelance articles to uh, to blogs or newspapers or something. Yep. yep. For for a little bit of side income, so he's not completely unemployed. 
maybe each episode begins with him like writing you a know, blog a, post. A, yeah, a blog post about you know what happened. Kind um, of yes. like a Doogie Hauser yeah, like type a Doogie situation. Thing. I like that. All right. And then it's the events of the day. It right. turns into the episode. Right. Events and of the, the day. And or then week the next or... episode would be him writing about like last week, like what happened last week. And yeah, and it's kind of a flashback yeah, right, type deal. Right. To Ooh. keep a little to keep continuity, you know. I like it. Okay. I think we need to get a copyright for this show. <laughs> well, all right. So, what are we going to uh, what are we going to call it? Guy without job. <laughs> Bum. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That is that it, no. Uh man, I don't know. We maybe we should come up with that later. What is the plot for our pilot? Hmm. 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 All right. So he what's 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 the first like what's what's a good initial problem for them to come uh, the to? opening will be a very hectic Monday morning as the wife's getting ready for work and he's trying to mangle the children. Well, I think I think breakfast. I think we need we need to figure out what the what the central uh, conflict of this episode is going to be and then build around that. He can't How about him, pancake him for over, the life of himself. Him overcoming the stigma of being a stay-at-home dad. The kids want the I feel, I feel like that's more of an over-arc. Like over-arc instead of yeah. like a, just a one-episode yeah. kind of thing. I think he, the kids want pancakes, but he just can't make a pancake. I don't think we could pull an entire episode out. No, of no, that's just going on in the well, background. I mean, the, the whole pilot... first episode, like, it'll, it'll, it'll periodically go to him practicing his pancakes. I think well, well that could kitchen. be like his invention is trying to figure out the pan- pancake thing because we have to tell what he's doing. We have to get the children off to school, and then it's kind of him alone until the children get home or something. Or else there's a baby at home and one of the kids is at school, something like that. Um, I I like uh the the there maybe not exp- a baby, but a because babies ruin shows. Yeah, well, but uh maybe like a. Like a someone like a toddler, that's not in school yet, or not yeah, in preschool. Maybe like a toddler, and then a like a a elementary school aged kid. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think we need to show that he's actually like in his garage during the day and stuff, making something, or like it's. His, it I, I, or may, maybe his, both kids are in school all day, and he's then start, he's starting out on his, his project and, and like blog or something. It's just like sh- the pilot should be. There should be a conflict that happens, but we have to introduce everything like a normal day yeah, of the week. Yeah. So, all right. So, maybe maybe his conflict is he's feeling underappreciated. It's basic. It's simple. It lets us introduce all the characters. Gives him something to bitch about, which is very important. Hmm. And he's working on his next project, and he's like, they're going to appreciate me now. <laughs> now he sounds As like a serial poly- killer. Yeah, he's polishing his AK. They're going to appreciate me when I'm done with this one. <laughs> and at the end of the day, they don't. No, they do. You said, no, you should subvert it, where they don't appreciate him at all. Then they appreciate they appreciate him less by the time he reveals his, his invention. Why are we subverting it? Why not? Because this is supposed to be a, a, a traditional it's sitcom a, for Middle America, a situational comedy. All right. So yeah, it, it'll be funnier if it backfires on him. That's true. And at the end, they're like, "Ah, oh, but we like you anyway." Like he tries, he tries his pancake invention, but it just makes a huge mess. Surprisingly, I mean, who no, no, no. He, try, he tries his and pancake it, it has to but be it makes like, waffles instead. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, it before doesn't the make kids, pancakes, but before it makes the kids go to crate. school, they have to be like, oh, we want mommy to make our pancakes. She knows how to make them better. And so that's like the driving force. No, there no, it is. actually, okay. can't I make think, pancakes. No, the, uh, the wife has no cooking skills, has even less cooking skills than him, but she knows how to make pancakes. Yeah, let's go with that. Underappreciated, can't make pancakes. The right way. Or say that one morning he he woke up and, and right all right, get this, he was he was too tired to actually make breakfast. So he calls in like a phone order, you know, like order some breakfast and then everybody thinks he's a wonderful cook. So he has to like try to, you know, improve his cooking skills or everybody's gonna know that like his breakfast was a lie. I feel like that would be a better episode for the, a little bit down the line and instead of breakfast, a dinner party. A dinner party? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where everything just goes south as he's making it during the day, and he has to end up buying it. Yeah, and then everyone's like, Mrs. Doubtfire, when she starts burns everything and has to order out Chinese or Vietnamese or something. Yeah, I think that'd be a good. Yeah, so that 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 would be better later episode. All right, so the the primary conflict of this episode is he's underappreciated, and we're showing that with his uh, unable inability to make pancakes. So that's where his invention is going to come from. This should be like his. The opening of the show should be like his first week of 
being laid off from his job or something, and now he's a stay-at-home father. And yeah, it's it's and he and he just started the blog. Yep. As as a way as kind of like a coping mechanism. Yep. Or like. And the show will be his blog title. According to Jim. No, that is already taken. <laughs> the show, the, yeah, the show, the show title is his blog title. I like that idea because it it fits in with the whole, you know, like shit. My dad says like, it should just be called the monthly blog then, or whatever no. the guy's name is. dot com, like Jim. dot com. No, no. Oh, we'll figure we'll figure that out. We don't need to name the characters yet. Yeah. All right. So yeah. So he's he's inventing his madness, or so it opens up. With him being like, this week, yada, 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 yada. Like, doing his exposition. Opens up with exposition. And then it flashes back to that, uh, that, that fateful morning when, uh, with, with, some, with, with some mild voiceover when the kids are complaining that he can't make the pancakes. And then uh, all the kids go off to school. The wife leaves. And he just stands in the kitchen looking at the pile of dirty dishes and uneaten pancakes. And, and then size, that's when the theme song starts. Yep. Yep. And there has to be a theme song. Oh, oh yeah, of course. You have to, you have to have a theme song if you don't have a theme song. <laughs> and it should be just right. like Craig uh Craig Ferguson's opening on the Tonight Show. It should sound something like that with the happy little Don't way up run it on lockdown. It needs to be a happy like jingle like theme song. Oh, it's got to be something that people will sing 20 years. I was just I was just thinking how hilarious I suppose I don't know hilarious isn't the word for it, but uh, like everybody leaves, his kids have just uh, left for school, they, all those uneaten pancakes, and he just starts crying, and then the happy music starts playing. <laughs> <laughs> or he just... He doesn't start crying, but he, he just dejected. His yeah. knees give out, and he kind of just like sinks down on the wall and just stares at everything. It's like, <laughs> yep. And then the happy music starts playing. He, he, he looks super dejected, and then we come back from, we come back from credits... Or the the opening scene, and uh, he's in he's in the the sushi restaurant with his uh, with his with his friend behind the counter yeah, making sushi. Or I think we should open up with him still on the floor and looking at the watch, and then it flips over to him at the restaurant. No, no, he's, he'll like stop, like he, like like he's about to cry. Look at this watch. Oh, I gotta go get some lunch. Yeah. So like, yeah. No. So there's, well, he isn't actually like, going a, there to eat. He's well, just no, there's, go a, there's, hang a, out. there's an unspoken time time passage there. So it's it's a little bit later in the day. It's he's not there for food, uh, but he's there to talk to his friend who's, who's I think prepping for the I day. I think his friend. Yeah, he own. I think he should own the sushi. He restaurant. owns the sushi restaurant. Actually, and that's like the main hangout of the show. Like he has two more friends or something. That's and that's where that's, the, that's the bar. Yes. Actually, that's I where think they the, hang out. Actually, maybe the friend should get a new job every no, season. No, I like sushi chef. Sushi owner. Well, but see, we can we can always change it if if ratings aren't aren't doing well, if it's not testing well, Carlos. We can just change because, it. Just, if your uh, ratings aren't doing well, giving the the uh, friend no, a different job. No, but it, it depends on it, it depends on how it's testing. If if the sushi thing tests great and it's fine, that that's pretty interchangeable. Where I think he's at the working. moment, I think at the moment we and have. We're, a, we're gonna stick it's a, with sushi. I, should right it be now. a so, fine dining restaurant too? Like no, no. I, I think no, I think just, it needs to be one of those like ro- like not not maybe not one of those no, should, rotating. It should ones, just be like, like a, a sushi small place. Bar. Yeah, you know, like maybe maybe five or six tables and the bar. You know, not yeah. like a huge. But it needs it needs to be informal enough where everybody can come in with their problems and just kind of like slide into the thing and be like, ah. Is that? A, I don't think that's the thing people do at sushi places. If you're friends with the owner. If you're friends with the owner, and this one is because this is this is a sushi place that also happens to have hamburgers. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> I just had uh, no. Good. I think it should be an actual sushi place. He shouldn't be having hamburgers. I just yeah, had yeah, a no, good no, idea. No, it was, uh, it this was is just show. just for a little gag. All right, so. The best friend sushi guy is a black guy, right? Maybe you can have like one part where they're sitting out there at the bar, and then like a couple of people walk in, and they look at the at the sushi chef, and they're like, "Oh!" And then he gets all mad because he thinks like they don't want sushi from him because he's a black guy. And then they're like, "That's no, the you, theme of the episode. No, nobody you, appreciates yeah, me." Yeah, no, that's as part of the yeah, theme. There we go. Right, is right. nobody appreciates the black sushi and chef? Then, and, and then of course, since he's the buffoon, they can be like, "Well, instead of it being racist, they can be like." Dude, you're not wearing pants. No, see, I, I, uh, I, I, I no, I, <laughs> a little I, sight gag. With I don't know. I, I think, tigers. I think if 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 he's gonna be the the restaurant owner, I think he should be the sage guy who gives the advice and everything. And then, like the the portly next door neighbor is now the buffoon. Because okay. you you need the you need the sage like uh, Wilson character that he goes to for advice. Right, right, right. Yeah, his sushi restaurant's doing well, and everybody goes there. Yeah. yeah. 
Everyone, that's just kind of the hangout. Right, and, right. And it, and it covers a lot of bases because you you need that hangout spot that's not the home. Right, right. Yeah. So yeah. All right. I like that. <laughs> so sushi, restaurant, hangout. Okay. So that that sets up uh, the how how uh, his friend is doing with the things, and maybe we'll have his his na- like I guess his neighbor come in, but we won't know it's his neighbor. It's his other friend. And then we'll find out later that they live next door to each other. He'll come in and do something crazy and yeah, something stupid. Yeah, and he's, he's laugh track and he's on his wor- break from work or something right now. Like he's yeah. in his suit or something. I don't know something. And his fedora. I think he should be like a garbage man or something. No. No, he's 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 mid level white collar, mid mid level executive. Well, yeah, he's like the, data he's, entry or oh, something. Yeah, he's the guy with the hat. Yeah. No, I think. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I think he should like dress nicely. Yeah, like in like a not maybe not like a, a suit, but like some nice clothes. Like and the IT crowd, they have a uh, tie and fucking white shirt on. Yeah, like, and khakis or something. Yeah. He, you know, he just definitely dresses nice. Not nope. data entry. He shouldn't. He should have a decent job. I think. Okay, so maybe maybe he's like a programmer or something. Like I feel like something in IT would be. Yeah. Good. Well, for yeah. This with guy. the nowadays, yeah, it has to have something with okay. the technology. All right. There. So that that that's uh, so we have we have the A plot where the main character is feeling underappreciated. We have the B plot where the sushi restaurant guy is feeling underappreciated. And so now we have the two that we've we've both we've why set up the he, episode. Uh, why is he feeling unappreciated? Because oh, like, no, people, if people, if it's a successful going restaurant. Okay, you're right. You're right. So. We can't do that. Maybe maybe there's a maybe there's just a like a rude customer in there or something. I think even though the neighbor's a buffoon, like the ongoing thing should be that he has a lot nice nicer thing, a lot more nicer things, and a lot of things are like happening for the neighbor guy. Okay, but he's still the buffoon, uh, and like that's the ongoing conflict at home as well as. Well, I this? thought. Well, I thought the buffoon was his uh, his friend though at the sushi place. No, we no, changed we, we, that. We the, changed the, the, the friend is I, the sage. Well, I think that the uh, the what? neighbor though with the the hat should be the hat sage neighbor. No. Uh, well, I think you know, like he should uh, kind of be like a, a little, he has like some jerk like he doesn't have to be like best friends with the this guy. He so has he's kind jerk, of a jerk jerk but he, qualities, but he's but at the same time he does make like, right. every time he's a jerk he makes a good point. Right, because I, I which I, is I, what convinces the guy every time. I think do think it would be funnier too to have a buffoon sushi chef. Okay, I All think right. that's fun. So the sushi chef is the is the buffoon. Uh, okay, so the the neighbor then. But not is, in his ho- not his work environment though. He's good at his work. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's yeah, great no, at he's, his job. Yeah. It's just some of the things he does is is buffoon like, uh, and some of the things he says. And we'll we'll have we'll have some sight gags or something. It'll work. Uh, so this the the neighbor then is he's he's the unintentional sage. Yeah. Who thinks who thinks that the main character is his best friend, but the main character doesn't really uh, care for him. No, no. I think it should be the other way around. Well, not the, the no. The main character does not think he's his best friend. The the uh, the hat guy. The hat guy thinks he's the main character's best friend. No, the hat guy thinks that he's the main character of the show. Not like not not actual. No, but li- not, literally, yeah. but like he thinks that he's the. Uh, the world revolves around him. Yeah, yeah. And so he comes in and just unloads his problems. So the sushi chef and him are really good friends, though. Like, yeah. yes, yep. Yes. Those two are. But friends. the neighbors are never really good friends. They're just they're friends. just they're they're acquaintances. Yes, yeah. we'll have we'll have episodes where they're where they where their friendship grows a little bit, but then we'll forget about it the next week. Yeah, um. <laughs> that's how it works. <laughs> they did that many times in Married with Children. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So so we so we have those characters. So we'll do some minor plot development. It'll happen. How are we going to resolve these? His pancake fails, but the family loves him. Yeah, so, all right, so he... he, he, he <gasps> Maybe he invents a new style of pancake, and it's great. It's called a waffle. He makes, like, wasabi pancakes or something. No, no, you just solve it where he just had, like, at some point in time, the hat never makes a stupid mark. Well, if you can't do pancakes, just do ma- just make waffles. Then they're like, that's a great idea! I'm just going like to waffles! They, it turns out to be a waffle, and everybody loves it, and he brings, like, well, like, just a little side note as they're doing dishes. Maybe I should make a waffle house or something like that. <laughs> and then the wife's like, oh, honey, nah, we don't no. I had the, the Mixler thing stop, because it stops at an hour, and I miss the hour mark. I usually try to catch it before. Sorry, guys. Did you hear that? 
Yes. Doing dishes, and he's like, well, maybe I should do a Waffle House thing. Oh, honey, nah. And then that's... <laughs> oh, that would never And then it goes to, like, putting the kids to bed and everything, and then goes to them in bed, and, like, a good night, honey, good night, and the end of the show. So I like it. Thing. And then the theme music plays. Uh, are we going to do some sort of, like... I, I feel like this the show should have some sort of stinger. Like, uh, you know how they there's there's the resolution of all the things... And then there's like the title card, and then you have a stinger at the end where it's just it's just like a quick one-off joke. I feel like this show should have. That. Yeah, like everybody loves everybody loves Raymond. Did that all the time. Like yeah. go to bed together and then does some joke and. Maybe yeah. should it be some kind of something like uh, a bit more like slapsticky? Like it, it should be. It should, it should be some, something some some thread that wasn't quite wrapped up completely uh, during the episode, either involving the main character or one of the maybe, side yeah, characters it, in the episode. Anybody in the episode, really? Yeah, just just a quick one-off thing where there was just one thread left. Like maybe he he forgets to turn off his his waffle machine or his 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 waffle invention or his pancake invention and he wait he like sits up and he's like oh no and then it cuts to just a bunch of pancakes like 10, pancakes in the kitchen <laughs> i like that Do i was thinking of the same burning? thing i was thinking of like the same thing like yeah. it could be like you know with, like with his invention like each week or something like what what's going wrong with it or something blowing up in his face or something like that you know just like a quick yeah. slapsticky i feel like all we need to do is title this Write up the script and send it to Fox, and we've just made like five thousand dollars. Yeah, and then it'll get canceled after the first season, just like everything else. Yeah. Well, maybe not Fox. Maybe we should send it to NBC. I think they're hurting for programming right now. Well, they got quite a good, well, quite a few good things. Shit, we should send it to Netflix. They've been doing great recently. Yeah, they want to make <laughs> right. money, right? No, I, I don't think this would do well on Netflix. This, I don't know. this is this is good, you know, wholesome, wholesome TV fun. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I think, think uh, the black guy's name should be Theodore. Theo. Yeah, and we what call him Theo. Theo? <laughs> <laughs> what? A black guy. When can't he's make washing sushi? dishes with his wife, it's not. Maybe I should open. Do you think Theo would let me sell my waffles at the restaurant? Is his dad's name Bill Huxtable? No. <laughs> that's it my Cosby be. joke. Yeah. It could be, and that's the ongoing. <laughs> we just link all these shows like together. He- They're all inside jokes until anybody gets them. I think we got a hit. I think so, I think too. So. That's right. We're going to wrap up here. As soon as I can find my notes again. There we go. All right. Again, you guys can listen live every Saturday at blindedstudios.com slash live or at youtube.com slash blindedstudios. Questions, comments, show ideas, go to feedback at blindedstudios.com uh, or find us on the Facebook page. Uh, we're gearing up for our second year anniversary show next week at November 1st at 2 p.m. Central. And we need your help. Send your favorite show moments to the ninja at blindnessstudios.com. And Homebrew Bound is live every Monday at 8 p.m. CST. If you want to support any of our programming, head on over to patreon.com slash Watch the video. It'll explain everything. And donate. Even a dollar a month helps so much. Is video now? There's been a video for a while. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, gotta, I want to record another one because I'm not super happy with the other one, but that's a whole other thing. Or if you're going to do any Amazon shopping, head over to blindnewsstudios.com first. Click on the Amazon link at the bottom of the page. Do your regular shopping, and we get a little bit of a kickback when you check out there. So it's fantastic. If you have any feedback on this show or any of those shows, go ahead and send us an email at feedback at blindnewsstudios.com. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash or follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. And I'll see you guys next week. Peace. Bye.